This is our devotional commentary for 1 Samuel chapter 19. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. And Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Therefore be on your guard in the morning, stay in a secret place, and hide yourself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you and because his deeds have brought good to you. For he took his life in his hand and struck down the Philistine. And the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. And there was war again. And David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a great blow, so that they fled before him. Then a harmful spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing the lyre. And Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear. But he eluded Saul so that he struck the spear into the wall. And David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. But Michael, David's wife, told him, If you do not escape with your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael let David down through the window, and he fled away and escaped. Michael took an image and laid it on the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with the clothes. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, he said, He is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. When the messengers came in, behold, the image was in the bed, with the pillow of goat's hair at its head. Saul said to Michael, Why have you deceived me thus, and let my enemy go, so that he has escaped? And Michael answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go. Why should I kill you? Now David fled and escaped, and he came to Samuel at Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and lived at Naoth. And it was told Saul, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing his head over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul. They also prophesied. When it was told Saul, he sent other messengers. And they also prophesied. And Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. 
Then he himself went to Ramah and came to the great well that is in Siku. And he asked, Where are Samuel and David? And one said, Behold, they are at Naoth in Ramah. And he went there to Naoth in Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him also. As he went, he prophesied until he came to Naoth in Ramah, and he too stripped off his clothes, and he too prophesied before Samuel and lay naked all that day and all that night. Thus it is said, Is Saul also among the prophets? In 1 Samuel 19, Saul remains committed to eliminate David, but he cannot succeed. By a variety of means, the Lord repeatedly delivers his servant. First, he he uses Saul's own son to thwart Saul's agenda. When the king instructs his men to kill David, Jonathan intervenes on behalf of his friend. Using rational, moral, and theological reasoning, he influences his unstable father to quickly do an about-face. Now Saul guarantees David's security and brings him back to his court. But the peace is short-lived. War breaks out, and again David strikes down the Philistines who flee before him. In return... Saul attempts to strike down David so that he is forced to flee. So why is the victor over the Philistines being treated like a Philistine? Because in his world, Saul must be number one. Jealousy eats at him like an aggressive cancer so that he sees his most valuable assistant as an unbearable threat. Thankfully, as Saul again tries to nail David to the wall, he succeeds only in nailing the wall. David escapes and is chased by Saul's messengers, but God delivers again, this time using Saul's daughter. Rather amusing how Saul's enemy is again preserved by his own family. Michael is aware that her father's hitmen have taken their positions nearby, so she helps her husband get out of the house at night and then buys him a little time by an elaborate deception. Meanwhile, David flees to Samuel at Ramah and unburdens his soul to the old prophet. Unfortunately, Saul has informers everywhere, and soon his police are on their way to apprehend David. But a funny thing happened to Saul's men when they saw Samuel's prophetic group prophesying. The Spirit of God came upon them, and they also prophesied. Saul sends a second and third group, but the result was the same. They also prophesied. Saul is so determined. David's back is against the wall, and he must be taken down now even if he is in the company of a revered prophet. Sometimes if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. So off Saul goes to Ramah. And what happens? Before Saul even arrives at Prophecy Point, he too is assaulted by David's defender. Uh, Unable to beat them or, or not join them, 
The king is totally overcome by the Spirit of God. The worship service went on, undisturbed. Thus it was said, Is Saul also among the prophets? How amazing! Time after time, God sends forth his Spirit in raw, irresistible power. Not only are David's attackers left totally helpless, they are moved to join in the exuberant praise to David's God. The Lord keeps his own. As a Christian, rejoice that you are immortal until his plans for you are complete. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word of